What's up, everyone? Um, this is Ayana here with. Hey, what's Joe? What's up? And episode forty-nine of the BCG podcast. Uh, we have a few things to talk about. Um, last night was the Grammys. It was really exciting. Actually, one of the first exciting ones in a long time, um, as far as performances goes for me. Um, and winners too, maybe. Um, so, really enjoyed the Grammys last night. I, I watched it, um, had a good time watching it. There was only a few little times where I was kind of like not really enjoying what was going on. But for the most part, um, I enjoyed all the performances and um, the entire show, really. Um, also, All Stars coming up this week. Uh, All Star Festival starting in Charlotte on pretty much Thursday. Some people might be starting on Wednesday, but um, yes, All Stars starting next week in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'll be down, Joe will be here, I'm hoping you can catch some things, like the Mint, um, the Jordan Brand Nike Museum, um, that's going to be taking place, um, that's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, it is going to be really cool. Also, too, um, college dropout um, turned 15 over the weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was pretty awesome for this college dropout. Kanye um, West is just so cool to uh, always r remind people of the greatness that took place before all of the madness happened, especially with, like, the death of his mother and, you know, the the uh, the whole supporting Trump thing. But uh, Kanye West, I feel like his, his contributes to hip-hop um, will never be taken away. Like he's done so much for his Exactly, life. yeah. Regardless yeah. of what how people feel about it, like he has. So it's kinda like even when people speak on it, people have to we I still have to remind people that he's still Kanye West, you know, like everybody's not gonna say the same, you know. We see it all the time, you know, there's a lot of artists who were once this person and you know, er, things happen a lot in life. So like we don't really know why he acts that way. I think the best thing to do, though, is to always just keep people like that in your prayers because you never really know what they're going through. Just because you have money, that doesn't take away from anything. Happiness doesn't it doesn't uh, bring back anybody that you love. Like, his mother's no longer here with him. So, you know, we don't know what kind he's going through. So, you know, it's just always good to keep him in prayers and just try to, you know, unless you've ever been in that situation, you can't really speak on how he is. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, that's definitely what I try to tell people sometimes, you know. But hey, everybody, uh, everybody's different. Also, Jay Dilla, um, has he passed on the tenth of February, um, this time in two thousand six. Yeah, um, so it's the thirteen year anniversary of his passing, and just yeah, we, so, we want to talk about leaving a legacy in terms of hip hop and things like that as well. Jay Dilla definitely left his mark on hip hop and has inspired many other producers. You know, they, they always mm -hmm. used to liken him as your favorite producer's favorite producer because he really was the architect behind a lot of different drum patterns, a lot of different um, samples, mm -hmm. kind of ushered in the whole lo-fi movement of hip-hop as well. So definitely want to continue to remember him 
and his legacy as well. Right. He he definitely has done a lot for hip hop and I you know, that's kinda of why I, I wanted to just showcase on my Instagram I think the other day and I posted well it was yesterday, I posted about um, you know, some of my favorite songs from him and a lot of people said they didn't know that he like worked on some of the songs that were mentioned. But yeah, I mean there's daily if you go back and check Wikipedia you can see like the songs that he's worked on and he has a lot Oh yeah. He has hit on a lot of different artist stuff. Definitely. Yeah, and not even, you know, not even just the producing credits. He was also rapping himself. He was also... Exactly. Um, with wow, Slum Village. So, yeah, he was also doing stuff uh, with with his um, with his group, and he's, you know, just, he's done a lot. Like, he's able to do a lot. Just imagine if he was still around and he never would have passed. He was only 32 when he passed away. Um, yeah, so yeah. just imagine if he was still here. He was still have made he would have made more awesome beats he would still have uh, been around and would have been able to add a little more to the hip-hop world but you know it's just that's why you always got to tell people to just check the history you know everybody doesn't know hip-hop you know I, I heard somebody say uh, OBO 40 is a better producer than Kanye West and that yeah, that, that I heard that too Crazy. Yeah, those are things that just make me like me realize there are so many younger people that don't know anything about hip hop. Because if you really feel that way about OVO Forty and Kanye West, then you really just don't know hip hop. Because there's no way that that man can even shouldn't even be mentioned the same breath as Kanye West as far as producing goes. Because of the the things that Kanye West was able to do before. I mean, let's just let's just cut the crap. Kanye West is the producer behind the blueprint. That's arguably, arguably to me. I think that's all you really got to say at that point, because that's definitely one of Jay Z's best albums. Yeah, that's from, like his so. in the top three, in the top yeah. three for Jay Z. So that's what you just that's really what you have to say to shut people up, because Drake can't compare to anything that I think Hov has put out, in my opinion, and that's just yeah. my opinion. Um, especially not the blueprint. So we're not even going to go down in that. Yeah, uh, don't don't even try it. That argument, but um, let's get on the Grammys and what happened last night. So, um, what was your favorite part of the show, and um, who were you happy to see uh, take home our award? Okay, well, I was definitely happy to see Cardi B get um, the awards that she got. Definitely happy mm-hmm. for that. Um, I was rooting for her the whole night. Um, yeah. I enjoyed Janelle Monae's performance. It was really oh, good. Yeah. Um, she she's really underrated. I feel like she like she gets her props, but at the same time she doesn't get her props. So to see her out there on the Grammy stage, um, really doing her thing, it was a good performance. I like Travis Scott's performance, but what I liked more about his performance is that Nike also did a uh, surprise sneakers drop during uh, his Grammy performance, release of Cactus mm-hmm. Jack Jordan ones. I I ended up getting lucky on him because I missed it. Like I checked Instagram and everybody's like, just drop, just drop, and I think maybe one or two of my friends actually got a pair. But I wasn't lucky enough to get one. But he, he did a pretty good job for his performance too. Um, Drake's speech was really good. Uh, I like mm-hmm. the message behind that, even though they kind of cut my man off in the middle of it. Um, yeah. Also, seeing her get some Grammy recognition was great as well. Mhm. Yeah. Yep. I was really happy for her. Um, on my note, I was really happy for like people you mentioned, um, her, Cardi B. Uh, it was really, it was really uh, awesome to see Diana Ross and just to see her at 75 years old <laughs> up there singing and looking at yeah, definitely. And like, 
that was just a great uh, moment right there. And I've always, I've always been a huge fan of Diana Ross. I love her music. She seems like such a great woman too. Just yes, by, yes, she um, does. The way she was speaking up there, and and I was, it was a part during her performance where she was like telling everybody to hold up their, uh, hold up their hands. She's like, hold them up, don't be lazy. <laughs> I was dying. I'm like, is that something that your grandma would say or like your aunt? So yeah, that was right, cool right. to see her up there. Um, also too, Janelle Monet, yes, her performance was amazing. Like. I I don't understand why she doesn't get as much as talked about as much. Like her performance is like a prince. She's like the female prince right now. Like she's really yeah, like a, yeah. uh, another version of prince. And um, just to see her with the guitar and all that singing and dancing, like everything she does is like prince inspired. Like you could just tell yeah, she, she watched prince talented. a lot. Um, yeah, extremely talented, and you could just tell that she's inspired by prince. And if you're oh, gonna, yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna look at somebody, if you're gonna look up to somebody, do it to do it with somebody, somebody that's great, like Prince and MJ and those people, because she really gave us a lot of Prince vibes in that um, performance, and I was really like, she got me out of my, she got me out of my, uh, my seat with that. But uh, yeah. I got up when she started performing. I'm like, this girl is good out here. Um, so I was happy to see her perform. That was really awesome. Um, also, too, I like the Aretha Franklin tribute. It was only one song, but it was awesome. Uh, you know, I think I it should know. have been more more than just one song. It though. absolutely I, should have been more than one song. I don't understand how you give Aretha Franklin one song, but you know, I mean, it's just uh, the Grammy. They, they still have a lot of work to do with that whole little segment that they have going on. They should have done yeah. a lot of things a lot better. Um, um, yeah, so that you know, with the one song for Aretha, that was pretty crazy because Aretha, I mean, she she could have at least they could have at least gave her three songs. Exactly. Um, I think I think she'll probably get a, a better tribute at the BET Awards or something like of that. Of course, of course. The BET Awards always shows up and always does the right thing when it comes out to the award show. So they're taking notes from the Grammys, and in June we will see who's going to get Yeah, better. right, right. <laughs> who's going to who's going to have the better one? But we already know BET is already going to and Soul Train too. Uh, oh yeah, Soul yeah. Train is going to do a good job as well. Um, also. Cardi B had a, a great performance. Uh, her performance she did. Great. She did. She didn't mess up. Just to see from the first year she arrived at the Grammys, her first year at the Grammys, which was last year, she performed with Bruno Mars. It wasn't that great. You could tell she was winded, tired after just a verse. This year she does a full performance. Um, Hills walking down the stairs stuff like that, she just did it flawlessly. You could tell she worked on that performance for so long, and she really nailed it. Like, I don't think I don't think she messed up once on stage. No, no, she did. Um, she did a great thing. job. She did an awesome job. I love the single wave she had going on. And so, yeah, I was, that was a very pretty, that was an awesome performance. Um, her did a great job, too. With her, uh, yes, she, she did. Problem. She was on stage. And it's just, I, I I don't know why, but I just think it's so cool when I see black people with guitars. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, back in the days when um, you know, like artists like Curtis Mayfield and uh, yep. Sade and Prince and those guys, they had all the guitars and stuff. They were exactly go even and go it, even further and back and like, have uh, Little Richard with a guitar. Yeah, it's like just it's just like coming back in emotion, and it's just like so great to see black artists. You know, because we don't usually see that sometimes. And we haven't seen it in a little while from certain artists. I mean, maybe there have been some artists, but they haven't really had the, they haven't really been on a uh, performer on the Grammys, in my opinion. Because I have, 
just this year alone, there were so many of them on stage. Like you had Alicia Keys with her playing two pianos on her performance. Which I, thought was cool. I thought that was dope, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really dope. And then you had uh, her, uh, you had um, Janelle Monae playing, playing her guitar. Also yep. had Post Malone, too, playing his guitar when he was on stage. Um, you had just, it's just great to see. And, you know, just in itself, just seeing black people do that, it's like allowing black children that are looking up to them to understand that not only a certain, not only a certain group of people are the only people to play a guitar. You know what I'm saying? We could do those same things. So it's just an inspiration for all people. And I think that it was just great to see, uh, just, just great to see that this year at the uh, Grammys. Um, what else? Uh, mm, I don't know. What else? Um, what other performances? Um, a performance I was disappointed in was the Motown tribute. I, I think everybody knows how I come yeah. about that. I posted on my uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. I was very disappointed in the selection of, of who they choose to who they chose to do it. Um, it's very disappointing. I don't understand why. You would choose Jennifer Lopez to do a tribute to the Motown record. It was just really yeah, bad. exactly. I mean, it it made made no sense whatsoever. It made no sense, and she's up there just making a fool out of it. And you know, I just, you know, I understand she did what she had to do. She went up there and did what they asked of her because they obviously asked her to do it. But it's like there's so many other people that could have done that. I mean, you exactly. have Lee James, you have Leon Bridges. You had Janelle Monet who had already killed it on stage. I mean, she's like a Motown. She's like a Motown girl in herself. She would have killed it. I mean, I just don't get that. It was just like it was one of those things that was really a part of the part of the show that I didn't like. And it's like you know, you see J Lo up there and she got all, got this short little skimpy thing on, showing her butt. And you know, Motown wasn't like that. Motown was elegant, and you know. It was talent. Like, it wasn't like that. And, I mean, they just really dropped the ball with that. I they think, did. You know, they did. Um, I think there was so many. They, they could have went so many routes on that performance, but they choose to go a route of allowing Jennifer Lopez to disrespect. And it's another thing, too, that made it made it so crazy, because Jennifer Lopez, is, you know, she never really identifies herself with, you know, the black community. She's not a black woman, but she never, you know, Black people are really the people that really put Jennifer Lopez on, if you think about it. I, I think she, she kind of identified when it's convenient, though. You know, like she came out right. as a fly she girl, had, and then yeah. she stopped she, and just did her own J-Lo thing, and then she kind of thought she wasn't getting as much steam with her music, and then she came back and did the music with Ja Rule and Jada Kiss and everybody like that. So I think it was right. only when it's convenient. Right. She identifies herself with black people when it's convenient, and that's another issue that I have with her. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you came out the box you know, on a living color. They helped you get on. You know, a black company like a a black show. They really, they really helped Jennifer Lopez get to where she's at. She goes on stage and she wins her little stuff. She don't even mention a living color. She don't mention no. that she that she came up from them. She don't even mention the Wayne brothers. They are who put you on. I mean, she hasn't mentioned any of that. So it's just like that's just the wrong person. Cultural appropriation at, at its finest. Didn't like it. I wasn't I wasn't pleased with the performance. I'm pretty sure Barry Gordy wasn't. You could tell he didn't like it either. Um, 
nobody likes it. So it's just it. I mean, there are going to be people that say, oh, she didn't do so bad, you know. But this is not karaoke. This is a this is supposed to be an actual performance for a tribute. It's the thing. When you're doing a tribute, you have to go out your way and get the best. Exactly. That could have been, been an awesome, that could have been awesome for everybody. She, I mean, come on. That was just terrible. And I'm not even going to keep going into detail on it. We know that it was terrible. Everybody was on Twitter talking about it, so I'm not the only one that feels that way. Right, I right. feel like they could have shed so much light on these amazing um, black artists who sing well and dance well and do everything well. I mean, Chris Brown could have done it. I mean, yeah. Was there. She could have done it. Yeah, I mean, it was terrible. Um, and another one of the performances that I really enjoyed too was Dolly Parton. I enjoyed her performance of Miley Cyrus and um, her whole tribute. I just loved it. And I I listen to all kinds of music, so um, the Dolly Parton tribute was great, and uh, I really enjoyed that that performance and part of the show. She really did a great job, and for her to be so old and her age, and just be up there singing so effortlessly, it's just great to see. Like, you love music like that, and I like, um, I just, I, I loved it. I love the performance. Um, so, yeah. Uh, who else was up there? Who else did I really, really, really like? Um, I think that's pretty much it. It wasn't too many rap people up there. Um, they, yeah. it, it was, um, it was noted that Childish Gambino, Kendrick Lamar, and those guys turned down performances, so... And I was happy to see that uh, Charlie Gambino won, I think, two awards. Yeah, he won twice. Three. That yeah, thing was two. He won two awards. Yeah, he won two awards. Shout out to Charlie Gambino. He was not at the Grammys. Not too sure why he didn't show up, but um, yeah, he basically. I mean, I don't know if it's a boycott going on. Kendrick didn't win anything, but he was still post perform. That would have been good to see. For Drake's um, Grammy uh, nomination, uh, uh, Grammy acceptance speech was great because he was basically saying in translation, you don't need a Grammy to validate your success in hip hop yeah. or just validate your success to, uh, to uh, contribute to music. Because, you know, that's what a lot of artists do. They, you know, these great artists who don't have, like, you know, and I was just reading something. Tupac, Nas, and these people, they didn't even have a Grammy. They didn't, they left mm-hmm. out of here without a Grammy. They, um, you know, Tupac's no longer here. He, he didn't ever get an opportunity to win a Grammy. Victoria's B.I.G. didn't win a Grammy. Nas didn't win a Grammy. These, Nas is still living. So, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things. Just because you don't win a Grammy doesn't mean you're not successful. Doesn't mean you're a great, not, doesn't mean you're not a great artist. It's just an award. So that's what I think he, I'm glad that he did that because you probably would have never got that speech out of somebody after they won the award. You know what I'm saying? Right. Most people right. say that, most people say that before the award, but when they win it, they're all ecstatic. But Drake is up there like, this ain't nothing, you know, like I, I won the award and, you know, it's, it's really whatever with me. So I really like that, that he did that. Um, on yeah, TV, me too. So, uh, that was pretty cool. Um, he, he earned some cool points on that, but. I still don't really like his music, but <laughs> he earned some cool points with that acceptance uh, uh, speech. Um, all right, on to, is there anything else you want to mention about the Grammys? Uh, mention. No, I think that was it, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it was a good, good award show, minus some little, some little things, but yeah, it was a pretty awesome award show. Um, so, Jay Dilla and his contributions to hip-hop. Yeah, so I mean, he he touched just about everything in hip hop, things that you know and things that you also don't know. Like you probably know he's worked with Slum Village because that's his group. You know he's probably 
worked he's worked with a trap called Quest um, on their later albums, um, Busta Rhymes, just a lot of different artists that you wouldn't even think of that he's like Janet Jackson, everything like that. You, you wouldn't even think that he's worked with, but he's definitely worked with. And yeah. like I said, had his hands on things. Yeah, he had his hands on pretty much everything. Like he was just, and you know, two of my favorite uh, producers are him and Ninth Wonder. Um, Madlib, uh, you know, oh, yeah. uh, a lot of those, a lot of those producers are just great producers. They're very good producers. And Kanye West, because I think it's the beat that, you know, it's just something about their beats in general. And mm-hmm. I've always just been a fan of those uh, people. I also like Pharrell too. He's an, he's another one of my favorite producers. Um, but as far as producers goes, those Jay Dilla is, is in the top. He's in top. He's probably top three. Um, and there's nobody that can take away what he's given us as far as hip hop. When you look, and and also too, when you pay attention, you could tell that he was very selective with who he gave his beats to, because right. it's like. I mean, he gave beats to Most Death, Erica Badu, all these good artists. Common. I mean, he was giving these beats to people that he knew were gonna rip it, and he wasn't giving it just to anybody. So you got producers out there that don't really give anybody a beat, but this guy, he wasn't doing that. He was really very selective who he was giving his beats and stuff to. He was giving his beats to people like The Roots, Ghostface Killer. I mean, that's like, I mean, and I feel like now that he's passed. It's just it, it holds an even bigger legacy because it's like you know he really he really was somebody that really took a crap serious. Because if you don't take a yeah. crap serious and you're all about the money, then you're just gonna give your beats to anybody. You don't care who you give your beats to. It's kind of just like you know whoever put, put, puts out the most money, that's who I'm giving my beats to. But this guy, you could tell that he wasn't like that. And I'm pretty sure there were artists who probably wanted to work with him, but he did not want to work with. Probably declined to work with. And I think uh, that's that's why I have so much respect for Jay Dilla in that sense because when you care about your craft and you really want it done right and done well, you get the best to represent it. And I think as far as the production goes, you could pretty much tell he was very selective with the artist that he he gave his beats out to. And that's kind of to me a, a good a good part of a that's what a being a good part of a producer is is being selective and not just ruining your ruining your uh, what is it ruining what you have as far as um beats and productions and all that stuff he kind of basically just um he left a good mark and you know i'm just i just love jay dilla i mean he's just one of my favorites so i mean yeah yeah no, i definitely agree with you with what you're saying about that so I like I've been spending pretty much all of February with Jay Dilla mostly, so I've been spending mm-hmm. all of his records, all of Slum Village, and then everything that he's produced that I have on my hands too. So I've been, yeah. you know, celebrating all month his legacy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's 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 awesome. Um, yeah, he's pretty he's pretty awesome. Um, are we gonna get on a college dropout 15th year anniversary? I still, I think probably my favorite Kanye project. Well, no, I, uh, yes, I, I, I was gonna say I put late registration before, but I, I still think I put college dropout in late registration. Well, this is what I say. Kanye West just put a post on DTG magazine, Instagram, 
where it said he where I said he was twenty six when he dropped the album. Um, Kanye West was in his creative space back back in those days. Yeah, yeah. He was in his creative space like when he first came out, his creativity was just like above everybody. Like his cre- <clears throat> and I think that's what made Kanye West so good at the time because so all these other artists were doing all this stuff and like you know all the regular stuff that you know dressing the same, looking the same. Kanye comes in the scene wearing polos, stuff like that. Um, and not saying he was the first to do it. He just came in the scene with a different swag. Even his album cover was him with the bear, stuff like that. I mean, Kanye West, his, his creativity is what put him in a class of his own when he was when he first started out. His creativity still now to this day is still creative. He still has, he still has a lot of creativity. But when he first came out with uh, college dropout and in that era, graduation, um, it always heartbreak. Every single time Kanye West put out an album, his creativity was just on it. Like every time, like even with college dropout, from the way he was.